Thanks for listening to another episode of the HeartShare Group Podcast. You can find out more information on the services we offer to support ministries and organizations by visiting our website, theheartsharegroup.com, or by following us on social media. Hey there, you guys. It is Jack Eason with a very special day today as we talk about banquet planning. Banquet planning. I know a lot of you have banquets. You plan banquets. You produce banquets primarily for fundraising for your event. And I understand how important that is for you to raise money. Kind of one time you have a captive audience together where you can get everybody's attention and share what's going on with your ministry. That's what we're going to be talking about during today's podcast, giving you 10 tips real quick uh, to help you with planning that banquet and being effective. So we're going to jump right into it. Are you ready? Here we go. Tip number one is watching the clock. That's right, watching the clock. You'd be surprised how many people I talk to who do a banquet for their ministry or organization, and the banquet is like three hours, three and a half hours, four hours. Really? Really? Do you think the young people, the millennial families who have kids at home are going to stick around that long? No way, absolutely not. They're worried about the babysitter has killed the kids or the kids have killed the babysitter. Two hours max. If your banquet is over two hours, you're losing money. I'm not sure who they is, but they say... If your banquet's over two hours, every minute over two hours, you lose $1,000 a minute. I've got to confess to you and admit to you that I've seen that. In the banquets that I've spoke at, where I've had that opportunity, and after two hours, I see people slipping out, leaving before the appeal is made. So make sure your speaker, if it's you or whoever you have on the program or the personality, has adequate time to connect with the audience and do the appeal. It, It is a fundraiser, don't forget if you have testimonies, why not consider recording them on video uh, so if you um, so you have those hard times. You don't have to worry about people going longer because they tend to take much longer when they're in front of a live audience. So time out your banquet or your event, stick to it, and uh, make sure you watch the clock. All right, tip number two. Tip number two, let's jump right at it. Tip number two, telling the story. The whole night of your banquet should be about telling the story of the center, about what you guys are doing, what you're doing as an organization, how you're changing lives. People remember the stories, not this laundry list of things of we did this, we did that, we did this, we did that. They're not going to remember it. I know even in my own nonprofit, sometimes I would give that laundry list, almost machine gun style, of all the stats, of all the things that we accomplished because I was hoping to communicate to people that we weren't wasting money. That was the heartbeat. But really, all I did was just kind of glaze their eyes over because people cannot consume that much information. we got to give them a couple of stories to be able to hang their hats on, to remember what the ministry's done. And every aspect of the night should be telling the story of the ministry. From the testimonies to the personalities that are on the stage should be telling the story of the ministry. It's about your organization that night. So be unashamedly telling the story through everything that you do, through the video, through everything that's told and accomplished Tell the story of your organization that night. All right, number three, you got to think about the guys. That's right, think about the men. It has been said that a table of four couples will raise much more money than a table of eight ladies because the men are there. And while women are the ones that have the heart, men's are the ones that kind of nod in approval for the most part and say, okay, yeah, you can write that check. And men often don't show up at the banquets because we don't think about the men. We don't think about the things that will get their attention. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. That's why it's important, too, that you watch the clock. We are talking about watching the clock earlier, and the reason is because men don't like long banquets. None of us like long banquets. It causes us to have our attention. You lose our attention, and speakers struggle to connect with men. 
when the clock is ticking and they're running out of time. So think about how you can connect with them, even from the invitation that you send out. What are you saying to get the attention of men, to get them involved? All right, tip number four, think about the food. Men like to eat, so do women. That's true. Find something most people can eat. In our world today, there's a lot of people with allergies. you got to think simple. you got to think connectivity. Many banquets have uh, actually over the years have gone from that five-course meal to just some simple appetizers. They've saved money in the process, and they've actually had better results. So think about the food. Think about the delivery of the food. And uh, one uh, pregnancy center I was working with one time had specific things she wanted done. She wanted the the caterer to do at this particular fundraising event. And they were like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And I said to her, you need to find a new caterer. The caterer works for you. You tell them what to do. They don't tell you what to do. You're the one writing the check. And they need to prepare the meal in such a way and at such speed that will allow you to get people through the line quickly. So you need to determine whether it's going to be buffet style, whether they're going to serve plated meals for you or how it's going to work. You need to determine that, but be thinking about the food because that is a big part of your banquet night. All right, number five. Are we at number five? Yeah, number five. All right, think about the decorations. Decorations. I remember having the privilege to speak at a banquet one time in one of those six-foot Venus flytrap. It's a big plant right on the centerpiece of the table. Everyone was looking around the centerpiece all night long trying to see what was happening on the platform. Think about the decorations, not just what's on the centerpiece of the table, Although you could use that centerpiece to really tell the story of the ministry. Instead of a plant, how about a picture of someone whose life has been changed? Something that reinforces and reemphasizes what your ministry is all about. Decorations around the room. Decorations as people come in. Everything Is everything uni- uniform, unified, consistent, tying into what the evening is all about? Decorations are a very big deal. All right, let's talk about the um, personalities that you have as a part of your event. Personalities are cool. Personalities are good. Uh, We can debate about how much to spend on a personality, but here's the reality. Again, talking about consuming content, most people can't consume 12 different people on the platform during your fundraising event. It's overwhelming. Some banquets, uh, people will try to have a musician, maybe a worship leader, Six, seven people from the ministry, someone to do the appeal. People cannot consume that much content. So think strategically about the people that you have on the platform. People that will, again, back to one of our points earlier, point number two, that will reinforce and tell the story of the organization. People that can deliver concisely. All right. Obviously, you as executive director want to have some time on the stage. And then the person who's doing the appeal for for the ministry, the person who's raising the money, they need to have adequate time to be able to build a rapport with the audience, connect with the audience, and ultimately deliver on what you've asked them to do. So think through strategically how you can do that and how you can tell the story using as few personalities to do so as possible. All right, number seven, number seven, the donation card. It is a fundraiser, right? And the donation card can make you or break you. Uh, Don't make the font so small that it can't be read by the older folks. And most banquet settings, the light's on the stage and not so much in the crowd. So if you don't have a way to turn up the lighting in the room and it's dark, they can't see it. So make sure the font is big. Make sure you have space on there to ask for a one-time gift and a monthly gift. Make sure you have a space on there to capture their email so you can save money on postage. Make sure it's clear and concise so people can understand what it is that you're asking them to do on that donation card. And then also a great blank to put on there is, hey, would you like to volunteer? 
This is a time where the personality, the person doing the appeal, can walk them through that donation card point by point and uh, also needs time to do that, by the way, so that you can effectively use that donation card to raise the most money possible. All right, then we're going to talk a little quick thing about greeters. You know, people at the door to welcome people in. That is a cool thing to do because it greets people. Obviously, that's why they're called greeters. Maybe consider having students or volunteers do that. The right kind of greeters will set the tone for the evening and make people going, wow, this is going to be fun, or wow, I wish I had not shown up. All right, I got two more for you, two more for you. Tip number nine, table hosts. Table hosts are there to serve you. I hope you're giving some considerable thought to picking your table hosts and not just allowing anybody who can breathe to invite people. They can't have their own agenda. Their role is to help facilitate the gifts that evening and to be thinking about and brainstorming people who can bring in revenue to the ministry, uh, friends who have money. So as you are uh, thinking about table hosts, pick people who can do that and who are willing to do that, not just fill the table with relatives who need a free meal, but people who will want to give and support the work. And uh, as they give and as they play that role as table host, honor them, support them, maybe give them something for being a table host. Also give them specific instructions for the night. Don't allow them to be passing out the donation form before the speaker uh, asks for that to happen. So make sure you spend time with uh, table host and picking the best table host, all right? Number 10, our final tip, number 10, get someone who knows how to ask for money. It is a fundraiser. I know many banquets, many ministries that bring in banquet speakers and spend 30, 40, 50,000 to attract an audience and then realize that the speaker that they paid that money for cannot ask people for money and can't do the appeal at the end. And they find themselves in a very interesting situation. It's the most important time of the banquet. It's like the invitation at the service at church, giving them people that time and that opportunity to support your work. So find someone who knows how to speak and also ask for money. It is an art and a science. So thanks for taking a few minutes to listen to today's podcast about planning your banquet. If I can help, I would love to. Of course, always you can reach me online, jack at theheartsharegroup.com. That's jack at theheartsharegroup.com. It's that simple. Or heartsharegroup.com to find resources that can help you with your banquet and get in touch. If you'd like more information on today's topic, check out our resource page at our website, theheartsharegroup.com. You can also follow Jack on social media as well. Thanks for listening.